Hello, and welcome to Nerd Check. Hello, and welcome to Nerd Check. Uh, you can come and hang out and experience the exaggerated swag of two black nerds. I am Adam, a.k.a. Mr. Adup, everywhere online. And I am with... Mustafa, or Moose. And you can find me all throughout the internet as the Super Goat. Very nice to have y'all, homies. We are super excited to have you. Seriously, thank you for dropping in. Today, we got some fun topics. Uh, some big... Like, this week has been full of just, like nerd news it's a weird week because like not a ton of new things came out but like a ton of news came out around nerddoms and things like that uh and we're filming this in the middle of new york comic-con so there's so much mm -hmm. more coming out as we're speaking like we know tomorrow like quick thing we know tomorrow is going to be the announcement about uh when the animated series for critical role is coming out right Uh, right right i'm betting some new marvel news is going to drop what do you think is coming out of comic-con Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely going to be more Marvel news coming out. There's already been some coming out as well. I mean, there's been like the Agatha Harkness spinoff. There's also been Black Adam like teasers. They they released some like teaser pictures and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see how it goes. It doesn't look like they're dropping a whole lot of like necessarily like new full on trailers and things like that. It's mostly teasers, but like that's chill. You know, it's not the San Diego Comic-Con where like all the things are thrown out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what all else comes out after it, honestly. I'm genuinely excited. I think there's going to be definitely some new Marvel news, maybe maybe some new shows, maybe even our like lineup for this next year. But then also uh, on the 16th, so in about a week next Saturday, essentially, or actually when this episode releases, I think tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Tomorrow. Yeah. We have DC Fandom, which is going to be like the big reveal. There's apparently going to be a new Batman, the Batman trailer. Maybe we get a Black Adam, an actual Black Adam trailer. Like, Ooh. I'm hyped. Homie, yes. But before we get too into it, I did want to remind you all, we do have an email, which is nerdcheckpod uh, at gmail.com. You can send us your hot takes. We want to hear what you got to say. So if you're like, Black Adam sucks. You're wrong. But uh, I want to hear what you have to say. So if you're like, if you see the news come out that like Agatha Harkness, like, what do you guys think? We want to hear your voices get featured on the show. We'll definitely be giving shout outs to the people who give us, uh, you know, their headlines, things like that, things that they want to see us talk about. But uh, again, you can find that at nerdpod or nerdcheckpod at gmail.com. And that's also our social media links is nerdcheckpod. Uh, you can find us all there tweeting, and we're going to be talking about news on our socials, everything like that. Now that we've gotten all the all that out of the way, Moose, you got anything for us this week? Yeah, I got I got a few ones. I wanted to bring up one that's uh, you know uh, a departure from like traditional nerd culture, but I feel like still works. Um, Gary the Zodiac Killer. Have you heard about that? No, I. <laughs> they figured out who the Zodiac Killer is finally. Wait. And it's some white guy named Gary. Are you okay? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, is this like a bit? Nah, like, dead I, ass. I, I really, I, he's be been real. dead for two years, and like they figured out who those. Yeah, how do they figure out who? Wait, no, I'm being like, I'm a huge like. I'm honestly speechless because like Zodiac Killer has been an interesting thing. Like I like killers and stuff. Like not 
that like they're they should be glorified in any way throwing that out there now but like it's the zodiac case is fascinating because it's weird and doesn't make any they figured out who the zodiac killer is though for real yeah yeah that's been the word around town uh there's there's they're not 100 percent sure just yet oh there's God. like authorities are still like rebuffing and all that but uh at this point yeah they they they've linked it to to some white guy named gary and it's just it's cracking me the fuck up it's it's a guy who's been dead for like two years i I think it was a independent newspaper that figured it out um, or independent group of, uh, oh my like, God. Uh, of of detectives or just, you know, just people doing research. So, yeah, it is wild times. Oh, my God. That's ins- I I heard nothing of this. That it's, is insane. It's been wild times. So I'm I'm still interested because like the this is still an open investigation, but trying to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, if this is real or not has been the whole internet's biggest thing. And it's been mwah, lovely. Yeah. I again like I had heard nothing of this. So that's I think wow. my most interesting thing, like the thing the thing I'm interested about in all of this is the fact that people are still interested in it all this time away, right? And there are there are people who are interested because this is a shitty thing and they wanted to help out with it, and that's fine. But there are also people who are interested because they wanted to solve a puzzle, right? And, like, being interested in solving a puzzle for this long, like a puzzle this old, is no easy feat. So, like, being like, just that shows so much about how just people work and it's it's very interesting it's just kind of insane to me that like like and again i don't want to seem like i'm glorifying what he did because he's an awful person absolutely i don't want to assume agreed um but it's one of those things where it's i think one of the craziest things about the zodiac killer in general is the fact that like it's a case that so many people have tried to figure out Uh and now we finally figured it well now we think we finally figured it out and it's like there's been so many like wrong turns and like red herrings and close calls with him and it's like it's just it's amazing to think that like it's finally solved and i think like that's like as horrible as it sounds i think that's what made it such an interesting case because if it was just a like open and shut case, I don't think anybody would know who the Zodiac Killer was. You know? What no, I mean? no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel like though, like again, like it's a cold case crew, right? Like of like old investigators. It's twenty years later, or however, it's it's definitely more than twenty because it was in the fifties. That's more than twenty, boy. That's like forty, fifty, six, six. Oh my God, it's been sixty years. Um, Seventy. Se- Seventy. God damn it! I've said every number between 40 and here it's one okay. two three <laughs> four all of them but yeah <laughs> all it, of the numbers taking this long to figure it out homie's either super smart or done fucked up the cipher right and i absolutely think it's that first one yeah. sadly um so we'll we'll see if it does turn out to be like the full deal or not you know but it's been very interesting. It's also been every true crime podcast's worst nightmare. Because like, what you're going to be talking about now that like you've been figured out? But it's 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 wild. I do love that. 
you guys should check out our true 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 i can't even say the name I, guys that was what we call a bad bit because it didn't <laughs> even come out of my mouth i i i very much tried there and i couldn't yeah. even make the joke that we have a, a true crime podcast we don't uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't i heard nothing about that that's crazy i think like i think one of the big things dominating like at least the nerd media right now is the fact that what if is over yeah like, yeah that's what, what i've been seeing a lot of it's been a wild time and have you read through or watched the finale so i didn't watch it but the listeners should know i'm very bad at watching a series yeah. i will catch them late every single time which is great for having a podcast where we talk about series. <laughs> <laughs> um so no i have not watched it I've watched clips and things. I know what happens in the ending yeah. because uh, it immediately got spoiled for me. Uh, course, uh, I was actually course. like planning on like today I was planning on like sitting down and watching all of it and the whole ending got spoiled for me. Dang. And I was like, well, um, yeah, that's well, fine. <laughs> oh, God. So as we go through this, then spoilers for the whole what if series for everybody else who doesn't want it have it spoiled for them uh and uh here is the thing right with what if i really liked how the ending went i it made me feel a yearning for these universes right like we got and this Mm -hmm. has been one of the biggest critiques of not the show but the mcu as a whole is that we got a better black widow arc in these in these last episodes in like 30 minutes worth of screen time than all of the MCU movies put together. And that is wild to me. The fact that they had writers amazing enough and willing to write stories this good that they just not utilized until now, um, or just they didn't pick up these storylines is heartbreaking because some of them are absolutely amazing, these stories. And we could have a Black Widow this wonderful. We could have a Hawkeye this amazing. And granted, Hawkeye still has a chance to do so. It just, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Um, But you know what? I'll take whatever we got. I'll take whatever we got. With the whole, like, Black Widow comment, I think one of the things is, like, unfortunately with, like, Black Widow as a character is that it, it feels like they did this to a couple of characters. The writers at the time when they were first making the MCU had no clue what to do. And like, granted, we did finally get the Black Widow movie, which uh, I will admit I have not seen. Um, I I, like I will admit this openly. I'm not a big Black Widow fan in in the comics or in the movies. But that's a me thing. And like... So I, will say, I would have to I, I would like, absolutely recommend the Black Widow movie. Um, one of the things, yeah. sadly, is that Black Widow, Natasha specifically, does not feel like she's the main character even in her own movie. And however, oh. her sister Yelena is just amazing and steals the show. I would 100% watch the movie just for her uh, her character in this. And also the Red Guardian was very nice, uh, nice character, very nice opposite, opposing force uh, to Captain America. And I think just in general, it was a nice movie. I liked it a lot. I just, I, I mean, like, I, I definitely want to watch it. I was actually, that was another thing I was planning on doing before the episode today yeah. uh, was watching that, but I didn't yeah, get a yeah. chance to. Because that's now out on Disney Plus. Oh, nice. And I've seen a lot of like Black Widow's story and like through this. And I think like what if 
has done something really cool and opened up the universe to something. And I, I actually came up with a theory about the last episode. It's not true. Like, I'm going to say that right now. It's not true. Uh, but okay. what do you it got? is, it's an interesting thought that I had because like we see at the end of like, what if where like Watu yeah. is like sending everybody back and she's like, my world's yeah. gone. I don't want like my world's destroyed. No, uh, I, I don't have anywhere to go. And okay. Watu is like, she's like, I'm not going through that door. He's like, makes her appear on a world that lost their widow. Um, so, and my theory is it's not true, but what if this is like early Avengers? Like we've gotten through like the battle of New York and this is like early Avengers, like, or possibly pre Avengers, even though we see Captain America and Captain Marvel fighting. I'm like, I just, just hear me out on this theory. Because throughout all of the MCU, there's all these moments where Widow will like reference old missions with Clint. And every time she's mentioned a mission, everybody's response is like, I don't remember it happening that way. Okay. And it's like, so, what if. So you think our Black Widow what if, died a while ago and has been replaced by the one mm-hmm. the Watcher had put in? I don't know if it's that one specifically or another Watcher put a different Widow there. Because okay. it's like it's interesting to me that like, because I know from the Black Widow movie, we see Budapest and like what Budapest was. Uh-huh. And like referencing it in the way that we see in like Avengers where they're like, back-to-back fighting robots and she's like it's just like budapest and it's well, we nothing see, like though, budapest we did see budapest in the black widow movie they went to the apartment that they stayed in in budapest and like there was like arrow mm-hmm. home marks from when they were there and also or how do you feel like hawkeye would jump into all of this because he also remembers the things that she's talking about do you think he's like keeping a secret for her? Because like well, he absolutely would go to bat for her. Like if if Natasha was like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. we did this mission, he wouldn't say nah in front of everybody else. He'd just like keep it to himself until later. No, I think he I think so I think because we know that it's a multiverse and like little changes can change things, but like so this is a, this is my what if. Mm-hmm. What if this is just a Natasha from a universe pretty close to the MCU? But, like, certain missions went different and, like, were a lot worse or a lot better. And this is a Natasha who comes in and replaces our Natasha. And that's why we have these moments where, like, Clint's like, I remember that differently. And she's like, hmm, I guess we have different memories of it. And, like, things like that of, like, they both went to Budapest in both universes, but it was vastly different per person. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Because... I, I think that'd be interesting, and I'd, I'd like to see later on if we'd be able to do that. I feel like The Watcher at this point is going to become a very big part of the MCU, even if in, like, the TV shows. Um, Watcher? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that maybe in, like, Loki or something, he might become a bigger part. So I'm, I'm interested to see his live-action debut. And I think... So in the... In the what if finale, Black Widow was, like you said, put back into a world that didn't have a widow. Um, but it was, it seemed like it was the world from the episode where all the Avengers died. That's why Captain Marvel and um Captain America were the only ones there fighting, because all the others had already been wiped out. So that's that's the ongoing theory. And like she was plucked into that point, um, because they'd also lost their widow. But 
the the one thing that people have been saying also is that like why did the watcher not just pluck her into the world that had like our world where natasha had uh been killed during endgame and yeah granted that's mostly probably because of uh contracts being up and just all those renegotiations so this is just easier for everybody but still it does suck i do wonder and this is like this is just again like a a me wondering i do wonder if that was the original idea was to like put that natasha in the world in like the mcu and that would be because like I mean, as we've seen as all the other series, they've had direct like mirrors and like things that have happened and progressed the storylines of the MCU. And right. right now, currently, to our knowledge, this is the only one that really hasn't other than like featuring the multiverse. Well, uh, so I do I do wonder if like that was supposed to be there like black widow's back but because of everything that's happened with like disney right. and scarlett johansson and all that right, that got right, changed right. that lawsuit and all that okay no that's that's also fair i and they've they've made changes to the show so the finale also has a uh gamora that killed thanos essentially i think the what if for that episode was meant to be uh what if tony stark got stranded in sakar and that mm-hmm. is if they'd already cut that episode, there's a high chance that like they've changed a bunch of other things around. But yeah, I do wonder if that was the case. Granted, again, renegotiating deals in and of itself is hard for a lot of these bigger actors. So I, I don't think it would have. I don't know. I don't think they would have like gone into it knowing that they're trying to get a whole new crew of people in. I would be very interested to see what would have been the case yeah because of like it being black widow and because of like all of that it just made me kind of sit there and go well because we still do have a gamora like gamora still does exist in this new mcu because she fought on the side of the avengers it's just a gamora that didn't know peter right and i i just wonder if this is essentially like a lead up or something to like the reveal that like this was supposed to be our way to get widow back and like uh-huh. Like, I, I think it'd be interesting, but I don't I, like obviously that wasn't our world because Cap is still around uh, uh-huh. and it's Steve. It's clearly Steve. It's not. It uh, It is. Uh, it is uh, also um, they're on a helicarrier and it was a while back. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think it is at all what it is because Loki was also there. Uh, they were fighting Loki was yeah. the biggest thing. So if there is a Loki there probably not our main universe not without some loki time travel shit mm. i mean loki be doing that though loki do be doing that and i, don't know. I still really like that <laughs> loki show i the the finale was absolutely amazing i just i like the concept of it it felt very much doctor who meets the mcu and i like that <sighs> i'm gonna sound like the worst type of a nerd right now <laughs> i read a lot of comic books so like i knew who a lot of the characters were and people were like this new guy seems cool and i'm like that new guy's a real dick. <laughs> like, and then like people got to the end of the episode was like, wow, that guy's kind of a dick. And I was like, yeah, yeah. The second they said his name, I was like, nah, I know who that is. Yeah. They do do a lot of like departures, however, from like, from comic book. Very uh, true. Things. So Very what I've been true. doing is like taking that into consideration, like taking all the comic books information in, but like knowing that there is a high chance that it might change, which is like, you know, I feel like a, a good 
good middle ground to be at. I think that's what makes it fun to like watch the MCU yeah. and like all of this because it makes it so it's like you can't tell exactly what's going to happen. Like uh-huh. one thing uh-huh. I enjoy personally is that like we didn't see Hank Pym's Ant-Man. We saw Scott Lang and like I know that's a little thing and like fans of the MCU would be like, oh, well, like that's the old Ant-Man and you're right. But like Hank Pym as Ant-Man is an awful character. In the no, comic and books. we saw that uh, in What If though, like because one of the episodes where all the yeah. Avengers died was what if Hank Pym lost his shit and it, it's yeah. terrifying. A little thing in that episode specifically that I love is that he's wearing the yellow jacket suit yeah. because uh one of the big things is, and like trigger warning for domestic abuse. I need to throw this out there so everybody knows. Absolutely. In the comics, Hank Pym wore the yellow jacket suit and beat his wife. There is a comic where that happens. Granted, the Avengers did do one of the best things ever in comics, which was uh, Janet went to the Avengers and was like, Hank, hit me. And they all went, you're staying here. And then Hank showed up and was like, I'm taking Janet home. And, like, I think it was Cap, Black Panther, and Thor stood up in front of right. Janet and said, you got to go through the three of us before you get anywhere close to her. Hell and, yeah. And uh, he baby. was like, what? Like, I'm, like, he was like, I didn't do anything. And he was like, you fully just did something awful. And then <sighs> that's why, and also, this is a thing from the first Ant-Man movie, that's why he's like, it messes with your mind because that was the excuse because Marvel was like, we just made a hero a bad guy. Oh no, how do we get out of it? And then he put on the original Ant-Man suit. It was like, the yellow jacket suit was messing with my mind because it's not as protective as this suit. And like, they came up with that dumb thing. Um, I hate it. Uh, yeah. But that's why they said like, the yellow jacket suit is so messed up. And that's, I think that was like an interesting callback to like him wearing that. But uh-huh. like, again, like it was a choice to not show that version of ant-man and just show scott lang which is like the fan favorite ant-man no absolutely personally i I think it would be interesting and i think um i do you think they'll do the same treatment uh to mr fantastic reed richards because he is also a huge contender for number one asshole in the mcu he's a contender well, I mean, he you is just, the number one. You did just bring up a motherfucker who had like a bunch of domestic abuse under his belt. So I was like, they're both up there. Reed Richard gaslights his wife every comic, fully gaslights yep, his wife. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. Every he comic, is, he is he absolutely is he one of the worst, if not the, the worst. And I, I agree. That's why. Do you think in in the recent movies they've given him a hint of asshole, but not. They've given him entitled, self-centered asshole, but they haven't given him, I'm going to ruin the world because of the things I do, asshole, just yet. Do you think they'll go that way? I'm or so smart, I will like, ruin the world. Yeah. Do you think they'll do that, or do you think they'll like tone it down a bit? <sighs> I mean, here's here's my thing with like the new Marvel movies, and it's something I keep saying to everybody that's like, I'm so excited for the Fantastic Four to show up. Right. I'm like, I'm excited for The Thing, Susan Storm, and Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. I am terrified that the mcu is going to turn reed richards into a good guy because like point blank i will say it again like i have said many times before reed richards is a villain who puts on a good face yeah reed richards Uh is a bad guy he is not a good guy like the fact that the fantastic four exist is already messed up reed richards 
revealed the Fantastic Four without any of their permissions, gave out their real names, and fully did not care what they thought. Damn. Yeah. That is how the fa- that's the Fantastic Four's like base story is like we got superpowers, we came back to Earth, Reed got on the camera and said, This is Susan Storm, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm, and myself. We all got superpowers. We are now a superhero team. So and why all of them would you went, be what? opposed to them <laughs> fixing that in the movies then? Uh if they went a route where they were like, nah, this this universe is Reed Richards is a bit better, do you think that would I know it would make for less exciting stories in the overall, but I mean, there, there's, you don't have to be a shitty person to have great stories. We could always like make other villains. So what do you, what do you think would, do you think it would still make the character the same or would it be uh, too far off departure from the original character? So here's, here's my baseline Uh is what they did to Tony Stark. I don't like what that they made Tony Stark the world's number one hero. Uh-huh. Every person now knows who Iron Man is, but they know the MCU Iron Man. And this isn't me as a comic book fan trying to trash MCU fans. I'm also a big MCU fan. I I've watched every movie okay. except for Black Widow so far. Like I'm not trying to trash the MCU fans out there. It's just that Tony Stark in the comics is an awful human being and like has well... on multiple occasions lost the suit like they've they've fully the government said you cannot put on the iron man suit until you're sober well multiple I times to Tony. don't think our i i also don't think that our mcu uh, iron man is much better than that like he is different but i also think it's because we didn't get as much time as we did with him in the comics you know like i feel like if you gave our iron man enough time he would have fucked it up just as bad i i think that's that's there's been a, a com there's been a joke going around or um there's been a video going around asking people what is their red flag superhero right like if somebody said they like this superhero that would mean that that's a red flag for you and iron man is absolutely one of those for me like if you tell me that you yeah. like iron man Right, and you don't give at least some disclaimers to it. I at that point, it it's a conversation that needs to be had because, like, it's one thing to like how the character is portrayed and things like that, but as long as you acknowledge that they have some really terrible characteristics and they do some really terrible things, then absolutely love them however you'd like. You know, there's there's um, yeah. there's nothing stopping you there. Just know that there are terrible things going on there as well. So, like, Iron Man is absolutely one of those for me. Well, I think, like, one thing with me, personally, like, and the reason why I bring up Iron Man is because, like, comparing him to comic book Iron Man versus MCU Iron Man specifically, like, it's it's one thing where, like, there are so many kids out there that are like, Iron Man is so cool. And I'm like, like, I'm going to use one specific movie that was already made in the MCU to, like, the comics, which is Civil War. It's okay. very different in both of them. It's hard to compare the two of them. But if you have to, like, I don't understand anybody that is on Tony's side. And it's there's because there's a huge thing in the comics where Tony Stark in the in, like, so movie, you know what happens? He wants mm-hmm. to sign the Sokovia Accords. Right. He's like, why don't we do it? We could be public. We could be like a public entity, essentially, and like go out and save the world. Right. Uh, Captain America is like, no. We there's people with secret identities like there's reasons for like not doing this. Um, that was the basis. 
essentially it's the same basis, but Tony ups the Annie in, in his and goes to the government and says, cool, I can't beat off that. Nope. Mm-mm, not what I meant. Uh, I can't beat the other. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Moose. Stop laughing at me. Moose. I can't get through this one. We're leaving it in. Uh, I can't moose. Uh, I can't beat cap in his like side. So I need help. And the government went, how can we help you? He goes, you know, the raft where we have every single supervillain. I want access to all of them. And there is specifically a scene where Spider-Man is like, Hey, we revealed my secret identity. My aunt's been attacked. My girlfriend's been attacked. I think this was a bad idea. I'm going to side with cap. And he goes, cool. And drops the sinister six on top of Spider-Man and goes, I don't care what happens to him. Isn't this also the same. And that's the thing started off the one day more. Uh, series for Spider-Man. I think so. Yeah, because like, I think this is that's like why he went to it. Mephisto and was like, "Yo, erase my identity yeah. because uh, because Aunt May has just yeah. gotten shot by the Kingpin and is wild." But it's like it's it's one of those moments where I'm like, Tony Stark did that. Mm-hmm. That is Tony Stark in the comic books, right. and I'm like. It's great. Like, I'm happy that kids can be like, I want to be Iron Man. And like, I'm not trying to take that away from anybody or be like, you have to hate Iron Man. This is just my personal feelings. And that's, I'm afraid because like Reed Richards in the comics is not a good person to be like a role model. And in fact, is like most characters like never like Reed Richards because he's Uh a horrible human being. And it's like, I'm just afraid that he's going to get the Iron Man treatment of becoming this like really likable character. Cause like, even though I'm telling you like the worst of the worst in the comics, he does have redeemable things in the comics. There are redeemable moments that he's has in the comics. So you know what that's I mean? the thing though. Like I, I agree. And I think that like, I think if he's shitty, like the, that, that's a, like you shouldn't like him, but I don't see a problem with like, especially now that we're getting essentially a clean slate for this character. Why not like restart it? And like one of the main staples of comics is retconning and like, having a new mm-hmm. retcon version of him that is at least not too big of an asshole would be fine. I will say though, I also don't think he's not going to be an asshole just as a heads up like cuz we already know oh, Ken yeah. the Conqueror is here and he is Reed Richards' uh great grandchild. Um I think I and think isn't he also his father? Um uh, kind of depending depending on who you ask cuz I know Nathaniel mm-hmm. Richards is like he's named after that person so it's not the same one but i think i i don't know but i think maybe in another universe he was i'm not sure um but i think that that also brings up another thing is i hope that reed richards ends up black that would be wonderful i would really like to see that yeah um just because like again do you have a specific actor um yes absolutely i have a specific actor raul coley if i could see him in there i would cry happy tears yeah good god i want raul coley as much as i'd love john krasinski in that role i want raul coley a hundred and ten percent absolutely because like raul coley recently had a portrayal in midnight mass and oh my god let me tell you it's amazing he portrayed a muslim police sheriff uh in this tiny island uh and he was the only muslim in there 
And like the whole show is absolutely amazing. He gives a very emotional and very heartfelt and very authentic uh, portrayal of this character. And it was absolutely amazing. I'd love to see him play as uh, play as Mr. Fantastic because I know he can give an in-depth experience. I think he would give him the, I am trying to do good, but... I have no moral compass experience that like, you know, it has become synonymous with comic book, Mr. Fantastic. So that's what I want. If the MCU is giving him a treatment, that's the thing I'm scared of is that they're just going to make him good. But I want that of like the, I now have to have a moral compass type of a thing. Cause I think that's the only way you redeem Mr. Fantastic is having him. And I think Raul Cooley to go on your point, Raul Cooley would be my, my first choice for Mr. Fantastic, like hands down. Um, but I, I think that would make it amazing. And I think, like, one thing also, I should say this, since uh, John Krasinski and Raul Coley are listening, uh, welcome. If you ever want to be on the show, hit us up at nerdcheckpod at gmail.com. We'd love to have you for an episode to just talk about these types of things. Um, but, like, I because I've seen Raul Coley for, like, years, and, like, he was on, you know, I all zombie. the programming that I watched. And, like, he's a, he's I zombie. He also, like, used to hang out with the Funhouse crew. All the time. And like, he's a huge nerd. He plays video games and like would just come in and chill and like very chill person. I'm like, I would love to see him on MCU set. But going off that, because we've now cast Mr. Fantastic. Raul Uh Cooley's our choice. Who is your Sue Storm or do you have a Sue Storm? I do not, honestly. I haven't thought much about it. Um, I think the Raul Cooley jumping in there is like I've seen it in other fan casts and I've just clung to it because of how much I love him as an actor and most of his portrayals. Uh, so I, that's that's been the thing that's like jumped out the most. Okay. Do you have any of the rest of the Fantastic Four? Because I have one. Who is it? But it's weird. Okay. Tell me more. I know Keith Urban has already been in the MCU. He has? Or Carl Urban. I'm Carl Urban. My bad. Who's he he was um, in Ragnarok, the bald dude. I forget his name. Uh, right. With the machine guns, he, he was. He was. Yeah, that's I, cool. We've had. I want him to be Ben characters Grimm. in the MCU. Ben Grimm. Oh, Carl Urban as Ben Grimm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because of be because of his betrayal as uh, Butcher on the Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he kills that like aggressive character that you really are like why should i redeem you but also has like that emotional cue of like oh you're very angry at the world you're a very redeemable person on the inside yeah type of a character of like you you are a very flawed character who hates the world that they are in okay but like you you have the potential for goodness because that's ben ben grimm is like I hate the world. Like I came out as a monster after this and the world hates me for no purpose on my, like I didn't do this. This wasn't my choice. I hate the world for that. And that's where like his anger and like it's clobbering time comes from. Uh-huh. And it's like having like him. Cause he plays that essentially as, as uh butcher. Yeah. On the boy. So I think that'd does. be like a really interesting casting for him yeah that is another thing is uh new york comic-con uh there is going to be a boys channel um there is going to be a the boys um 
panel. So I'm interested to see what comes out of that because you're right. Carl Urban does do a great job in that show, and I'm, I'm interested to see mm-hmm. what goes on there. I hmm, that reminds me of another thing. In, did in you similar, catch it today? Uh, no, way? I did not. No, uh, a trailer came out. Oh, like a little like teaser for season oh, three for the came boys? out. Oh, absolutely! Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, I didn't know that. That's amazing. The deep, the deep. It's like the deep on a beach, and he's just like talking about recycling, yeah. and he's yeah. like, because he's now, I guess, uh, you know, the the water liquid death. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, like they're he's apparently like their sponsor now, and so like he's like stop recycling. This is made from like an aluminum can from like mountain water, and then chugs it and like throws it behind his back. He's like it's recyclable, and like <laughs> they make like a pile of all the plastic on the beach and like light it on fire, and it's always oh, like God. kids. And uh, as it's like burning, he's standing in the smoke, and the kids are they're like, "Oh God, when I breathe, it burns!" Like, <laughs> and I was like, "This is." I was like, oh. "I cannot wait for season three of that show." I I think that show is also something that, like, in the very same vein that we've been talking about, uh, heroes that don't need to be idolized being idealized is the boys. This is a show that very mm. much takes the shit out of like superheroes, right? Like, it's saying if superheroes were shitty and people still God. idealize these shitty versions of them very much like they idealize the joker um and like the punisher and things like that so they're like if you bring me most of the superheroes in the boys and you say that's a superhero that i like i really like like as your first option then i'm that's a red flag homie right there like at least give me give me some nuance as to why the boys is a good caricature of superheroes and i think that like if watching it without necessarily understanding some of the nuance and like what some of those things mean is super shitty, right? Like, and with the boys, it has a lot of impact. If you, if you do that, like, especially with characters like um, Stormfront, right? Like this is a character who was a literal Nazi. So like, you might think that she's cool and she's nice, but like, she's done some unforgivable things. And, She's that straight up a Nazi. Yeah, literally. That that is that is one of the worst things to be. So yeah, it's it yeah. It is reprehensible. And being able to figure out where you land in these worlds has been a very interesting thing. But um this has been one of the shows that is yeah, I like the heroes, but even the heroes aren't just doing good. And it's a nice departure from regular superhero movies and shows, or at least the the mold that we've fallen into of the heroes always do the good thing. And we started departing from that bit by bit, but that show has just moved completely through. And I'm going to be very interested in watching, by the way, the hero-gasm uh herogasm uh storyline going through that's that's gonna be a wild yeah. ride a wild ride well like the other thing to me with like the boys that i i find interesting is like because you said like specifically like the superheroes are not supposed to be likable characters and you're 100 right but also the non-superheroes are also supposed to be non-likable characters and i think uh-huh. that's the interesting thing is like you you almost cannot pick a character that you like uh-huh, because right. all of them are bad people. All of them are bad guys in a sense. And I oh, think that's absolutely. like a really interesting thing. That's a show because that like, like, nobody works. has clean hands in that show. Exactly. Right. And it's like a lot of people are like, oh, well, Huey. And I'm like, Huey murdered a man 
and uh-huh. has done it multiple times. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, Butcher. I'm like, if you like Butcher, that's a red flag to me, if I'm being right, honest. Right, like, right. If you're like, Butcher's my favorite, red flag. Like, uh-huh. he could be your favorite character in the show, but if you're like, he's one of my favorite, like, in, like, I agree stuff, with like, what Butcher red flag does. City right there. Red flags. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, you've got some biases to unpack if that's that's what you're going with, homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also with uh, New York Comic Con, we have Critical Role's panel tomorrow right right they about have the animated, animated show. show yeah what are you what are, are you, you excited for? are you I, so here's the thing i haven't watched the first campaign of critical role i've watched the second one um so i don't mm-hmm. feel as connected to the first campaign's characters so like while i'm interested to see how this goes because this is a trailblazing project this is going to be a project that is that's not been done before in any form like a project that's not been done this way before uh i think that is going to be absolutely amazing so i'm going to be keeping like track with that but um i'm excited to see where it goes less excited than i would have been if i'd watched the first campaign i feel i so i did watch the first campaign i've cosplayed from it many times um right right percy DeRolo. i'm extremely excited for this it's percy derolo gotta love that man yeah um I'm extremely excited for this and okay. what I'm hoping for. Cause you would ask that. Um, Cause I also uh, helped pay for it. I was one of the Kickstarters. Oh, hell yeah. And so like, I'm extremely excited. I, what I'm really hoping for episode one drops. Oh, I'm hoping that this is like the second this is done. We're releasing episode one. And now every week we're going to have this show going at the same time. Really? Uh, I hope it's like a, almost like a secret, like, has there not been a release date? Nope. Well, oh. next year is the release date, kind of, because essentially it was already supposed to be out. It was supposed to come out of spring of 2021, but COVID happened. And uh. so we were, we've been in this panini for the last year and, and a half. Right. And uh, that delayed everything because animators couldn't work in the studio. Uh-huh. Uh, they couldn't go in to record voices. And so, like, they, I, I felt really bad for them because they were like really trying to get everything out. Um, and all of this happened. Uh, and now they're like not scrambling, but they got all like the Kickstarter rewards out. So, like, I have my uh, beanie and things like that nice, already. Nice. Um, but it's just been, I know it's been hard for them. And so, I kind of hope, I think they said it was supposed to start in spring of 2022, but I kind of hope. Because it seems like everything's done. Not like, maybe not polished done, but like done. Uh, mm-hmm. That I think it'd be really cool if they just started releasing them. Starting okay. tomorrow or maybe starting next week. And that could be part of like the theater event That's that fair. they got with like Cinemark for their new season coming out. Uh, so that is that is also that's where I land on the other end of things where I don't think they're going to be releasing it because they're just now releasing campaign three and they wouldn't want to like take away the spotlight from that where like getting a new a new set True. of characters to getting people to like a new set of characters is is hard and having already established characters that people have loved and paid millions of dollars to see animated that's gonna at least in some way uh eclipse the new campaign coming out so 
I think they would at least want to wait a few weeks, maybe a few months. I think the spring 2022 sounds about right, but it would be nice to see something super big, like maybe some, maybe some clips, maybe some character intros, maybe like something more substantial than what's been given so far would be very nice. Yeah. Maybe even um, a release date, like a proper release date. Yeah, like a proper release date. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I do. So I have I have a question on this topic. Uh-huh. Well, on Critical Role as a topic, because um, I don't know if you saw what happened earlier this week with Twitch. Absolutely. I um, so for audience members who don't know, um, hackers released the top 100 earnings for the past two years for the top 100 Twitch or sorry, the top 100 Twitch channels. Uh, the earnings got released, and it was from August 2019 to October 2021. Right. Um, they got released to the public, essentially. Uh, right. And the number one was Critical Role for right. payouts through right. Twitch. And so yeah. without sponsors, without um, merch, this is only through just Twitch payouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Critical Role in two years and two months, or two years and... Yeah, two years and two months made uh, $9 million. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I did the math. Uh-huh. I did the math uh, because I'm a nerd. And I was like, how much is that uh, like X, Y, and Z? And so I, when, in doing the math, I was like, how much is that since they separated from Geek and Sundry? Uh-huh. It's more like $11 million since they separated from Geek and Sundry. Damn. And uh, this is including, and what, then, is it like a three-month period where they had almost no content at the beginning of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. So this is including any, this is including everything. So mm-hmm. the transition from Geek and, like, with, with the transition from Geek and Sundry, because I did the math, if, if they got a steady amount, which obviously they probably didn't, obviously it's somewhere in the middle of, like, 11 million or close to 10 million, because there was the transition period and all of that and like uh-huh. starting the new campaign definitely gave them a boost. But like if it was steady from the second they left geek and sundry, it would be somewhere in the 11 million range. And right. so like, this is during the pandemic when there was three months of no content, uh-huh. this is during um, the like now where they don't really have content right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weeks that they took off all of that, like, it's just, it's interesting to me. And like, I find it very interesting in the sense that like, that's huge. And, it and it's, I, I put out this message to a lot of my friends already, but I'm like, $9 million is not a group of friends playing D&D. So it's not. Absolutely. No. It, so here's the thing, right? I think I think this is like a very like the this issue and like it's not even an issue, but like this conversation is multifaceted as like you've brought up is that like they are they 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 started off as a group of friends playing D and D, but even then they were a group of famous voice actor friends playing D and D, and then made that into a, a multi million dollar company. Am I surprised by this number? Not really, honestly. Um, but I am pleasantly surprised that they surprised. are number one in the Twitch the Twitch payout groups, right? Like they are the highest earners. Uh, having a tabletop role playing game being the number one payout on Twitch is absolutely amazing. Um, and I think 
is this amount ridiculous? It's it's big, especially for people like us who run smaller channels. This feels very different. But that's the thing is we run smaller channels that have been running for less time, um, different quality, all that good jazz and less name visibility than like when starting and all, all that, all those factors. But the thing is, you're right. They are not just a group of friends playing TTRPGs. And this isn't a response to critical role but more to the critical role fans that use that as an excuse as to why critical role should be above reproach they're like yeah they're just a group of friends give them mm-hmm. some leeway nah homie they've been a company yeah. for so long they are able to improve and they have shown that they can and they have the ability and the funds to do so so them hiring cultural consultants them hiring sensitivity consultants them figuring out uh, more ways to include POCs is not a huge ask because if you say they are just a group of friends, then oh, I'm going to come right back at you with those Twitch payouts. They are a company with each of them doing separate things in that company. You have their CEOs and their their chief creative officers and all of that fun jazz, but they do a good job with building things. They can They can always do better, that's kind of the state of most things. I am all like, I like Critical Role. I will never be a person that won't that won't criticize them for what they are not doing well. Um, I they are a company oh, that like they are a company that got me into watching streamed RPG games. Right, like watching them play was what got me into most of these streaming pieces. And that is something I'm forever grateful for And that they have an amazing place in my heart. And the people there is, they're wonderful. I, one of the things that I want to bring up also is that like critical role is good and they have put in a lot of work and they deserve this money. Absolutely. But oh, absolutely. in the yeah. end, they are a company and every company should be mm-hmm. looked at very critically and you should figure out what the hell is going on there as they are improving it especially if they are making promises of diversity and inclusion which they are and their tagline mm-hmm. of love everyone or love each other um those are things to keep in mind as you are consuming this content consuming it in it doesn't happen in a in a vacuum you watch critical role and you see what they are to the rest of the ttrpg community they are the biggest show by far the smallest changes they make make ripples and make huge changes in the whole community Uh, and knowing that means they have a responsibility you know uncle ben always said great power comes great responsibility they have the biggest power in this community uh so knowing Mm -hmm. that and knowing that they have this much money and knowing that like a lot of a lot of those factors going in is i expect more granted not a whole lot more but like i at least expect more things going on and again like money doesn't go that doesn't go a bunch but this is a considerable sum they are not living paycheck to paycheck right they are they no, they have a, a yeah they have a pretty comfortable company well, at the very least um and i think that that is something that like critters as as a group and i'm, I'm gonna some critters here uh, lump critters together here but they are the group I'm, I'm talking about the group of people who are so into critical role that they do not see 
anything but good coming out of it. And the issue is, even your heroes make mistakes. The difference between a hero and a villain is somebody trying to fix those mistakes, someone actively working on fixing that. And they've shown that they can do that and that they do yeah. do that, right? Especially with like things like the Exandria Unlimited shows where they've given POC voices. But that doesn't mean that they need to stop there. Me asking Critical yeah. Role to change and to up the ante on their inclusion does not mean I hate them. It just means that I like this show enough that I want to see them keep improving and do better. I think that's, I think that's a great way to state it. Like, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I don't I don't want any of our listeners out there to think that like we are saying like screw you critical role. That is not no. it at all. We no. very much both are fans. Absolutely. We very much both support like as I said, like I help pay for the show to be made. Yeah. But and, I'm also yeah. not afraid to criticize something that I like and I think that's like a thing cuz like so I pulled up my numbers um they are making $15,000 an hour. Not an episode, an hour. They're six hour long episodes. And I did it because I did the math and I broke it down and I said, okay, you know, over a month, they make $370,000 a month. They make per episode, per the the four episodes, each episode makes $92,000 an episode. And that's $15,000 an hour. For a six-hour episode, which is usually where they're around, that is, that is like, it, really and I'm not, I'm not breaking these down to like throw numbers in people's faces or anything like that because it changes. And like as we know with the Twitch world, because me and you both are on stream things, and both of us stream on our own, the money coming in from Twitch is not steady. It's not an exact number each time. No, but like, we know how much the payout is. And since we know that, we can do this math to get a general idea of how much they would have to be making. And I'm again, I'm not trying to throw a critical role under the bus. I'm not trying to say they're awful people. None of that is what I'm saying. But I I will not lie and say that like I love the main cast, right? But they're not diverse. They aren't diverse, yeah. and that's that's a big thing to me. Is you know, it's why I gush about Dimension 20 all the time, because Dimension 20 always has diversity in mind and is always doing diversity things and showing off like a, a diverse world. Like Brennan Lee Mulligan is the person that I give examples. If I'm like, you want to show diversity, Brennan Lee Mulligan is killing it with the diversity front right. and like openly has everything featured and doesn't do it in exploitative ways. And it's like a company that we know has made $9 million in mm-hmm. two years which uh-huh. is huge like those numbers like that's not a small company either like that's a big company yeah. and that, the, the other thing that i think a lot of people need to like look at when they see that number because a lot of people are like nine million is a big number but it is a company you're right that's nine million dollars without all the deals the brand deals they have without their shops without their like anything else coming out of that that is just from twitch so they're probably in the last two years they've probably made i'm gonna say 15 million dollars and okay just in the the sake of fairness then this is also gross profit as opposed to net profit like this is all of the money they've made but without any of the expenses because they do have like production true and they have like a bunch of absolutely like, people that they pay as well as a bunch of like and, and you pay taxes and all that fun jazz but like again 
this that being said that still does not mean that they are struggling that they are not they are not a company that's living paycheck to paycheck they are not a company that's at, like at any case going to be shutting down anytime soon uh because of money struggles yeah. right like they are a company that's well maintained and has a lot of revenue coming in that means that again that that means nothing like I, I think, I think the whole money thing is relatively mute, honestly, because like in mm-hmm. in the in the critical role itself conversation, because like the people who have been asking critical role to change and to improve are still the same people who are doing that, and the people who have who've said that critical role is above reproach have said, "Yo, they're just a small company; they have like a lot of these things that they need to take off." I don't think a lot of people's minds have changed it's just been the same people talking about like the same people from the same sides talking about these conversations um and it's it is very interesting thing that's why i've been trying to focus on what this means for the community as a whole because at this point i've realized that like conversations with critters are most of the time a moot point where like if they agree with you cool if they don't you're they're going to be coming for your throat they they have no in between um and like that's that's a fine thing to have, sure. Do you? Uh, but I think this as a whole for the community means so freaking much because like, and and think about it, right? Like Twitch is the place that is thought of as the the gaming community's place, right? Like this is mostly for video games, but then to turn around and see that the number one earner isn't a video game streamer, it is a tabletop role playing game streamer, is wild it's wild and it's so amazing right like and it's reinvigorated so many different people especially people who have been like yo there is no money in this i can't make a living out of this it's really hard and granted all of those things are true like it's it is really hard to make a living out of ttrpgs um especially starting from scratch it is super rough but it's reinvigorated people because like yo they can make nine million dollars I can I can make a livable wage out of this and that is something that is absolutely wonderful like seeing the positive effects of things like that is amazing. Absolutely. And I, again, I don't want it to seem like I am like no, I'm you're I'm right. shitting on critical role as a business. No, I'm just bringing up those numbers for the people that will say, well they're a small company. It's like they're not. They're not. They're no. simply not and like the thing is is like, like at the end of the day I think what me and Moose are, are are getting at with this is like there is a responsibility like and I think right. like one of the big things is is like if you look at what Moose is saying with like they are the number ones on that list. They are number 1 on Twitch. They in technical standards have the most influence over the Twitch platform. Oh, absolutely. And if they are more inclusive then the world can get a little bit more inclusive. And that's that's all I wanted to say on it. And again, I'm I'm really not trying to like shit on them at all. And as I've said, I love them. I think they are are great. I want to see more from them, but it's just I don't think anybody is above criticism. Right. 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 Nah, I agreed. So, that was that was my TED talk um <laughs> and critical role if you are since you are listening, we love you. We just kind of want to say we want to say something something different, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and we're uh, we're getting close to our our time here. Uh, and before we do, oh, I wow, wanted yeah, to yeah. ask you a question, right? Like, bring up a last topic and ask you a question. Absolutely not. Perfect. Absolutely I'm going to ask you anyways. So the okay, question so is: Guardians weird. of the Galaxy <laughs> holiday special uh, is being filmed uh, yes. and is going to be released sometime next year, right? Like later in the like during the holiday season next year. So. Recently, James Gunn said that there's going to be introduced a character that's going to change the MCU. Who do you think mm-hmm. that would be? Because there are two trains of thought, right? Like there is the James Gunn is being serious and it's going to be a game-changing character. Or James Gunn is blowing us over and it's going to be a fucking joke-ass character. But I was wondering who you thought it would be. Adam okay. Warlock. Okay. End of story. Because okay. one of the big things that killed me with like Guardians uh, two uh-huh. is we got an Adam Warlock tease, right, right? And it hasn't gone anywhere yet, right? Okay. Because like Adam Warlock, huge part of of Infinity War and all of that was the wielder, I believe, of the Soul Stone, and like, damn, like. He's important. Like, like the top three from the Infinity like saga was uh-huh. Thanos, Nebula, and Adam Warlock, and they didn't even have him in the in the Infinity Saga for the MCU. And I was like, Damn. I was shocked because I thought that's why they did that. And I thought like one of the big things was it was going to be like personally kind of what I like. I didn't after Infinity War, I was like, he's not going to show up. But what I kind of hoped would have happened was like Captain Marvel would be like, I brought in a big gun and they're like, who's this guy? And this golden man is standing there and he's like, I've got this. And like just starts like taking on Thanos and they're like, who is this guy? And it's like, he is the perfect being like because the golden I forget the race is called, but the golden people from Guardians 2. Right. At the end of the movie, that's who she's referencing is in that birthing pod. Right. Because she's like, you hear the heartbeat. And she's like, what is that? Is that a modified one? She's like, it's uh-huh. perfect. And they're like, what are you going to call him? He's like, his name will be Adam. And that's Adam Warlock. Right, right. And, and so I, 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 think I think it's going to be Adam Warlock. Cool. That was one of my guesses too, right? Like my serious guesses were either Adam Warlock mm-hmm. or Nova. I think that would be another like interesting one as well to bring in. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be, I'd love to get Nova. God, we need Nova. Exactly. It would be fun. However, this is also James Gunn who just came off of uh, doing Suicide the Suicide Squad. And like I will not put it past him to have put a joke character in there as like the most important character. Like, and I'm thinking, right, for these two, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking two characters. One being like um there was a a rabbit version of um of uh, Rocket Raccoon from like his same planet and all that. I think is uh um black jack o'hare uh so i think that would be funny to see like having a version of black jack o'hare that is similar to weasel from the suicide squad would be funny as hell i'd 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 love to see that like that as a joke but also the other one would be santa like just seeing santa claus in a holiday special, yeah, that feels like it would fit right in, or like Krampus. Oh, yeah, yeah, like exactly. having like Krampus be the villain, and he's <laughs> like, That's what we, we introduced Krampus, yeah. Uh, I think another like serious thing that I heard, uh-huh. there's another serious one that I have if, if you want to hear my, my second series because hit me with that. Um, uh, I heard somebody else throw this out there, and I was like, It's never gonna happen because the MCU wants to crush my dreams, but Beta Ray Bill, I want. 
Beta Ray Bill. Okay, okay. Beta That's Ray cool. is one of my favorite MC, like Marvel characters. Because if you don't know who Beta Ray Bill is, I'm going to fill you in real fast. Beta Ray Bill is an alien that looks like this weird anteater man. And essentially Thor comes across him in space. And he's on a spaceship that like everybody's asleep on. Mm-hmm. Thor's like, hey, bud. And dude's like, oh, you're trying to kill my people? And so it's beating up Thor. And Thor's like, haha, very funny. I'm the god of thunder. And like, like I think he drops Milner at a certain point during this fight. And Beta Ray Bill looks down and goes, huh, a weapon. And just picks up Milner. And Thor's like, uh, what? And just starts beating Thor to death <laughs> with Milner. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not here to kill your people. And he's like, oh, you're not? Oh, okay, cool. He's like, this is a pretty cool weapon. And like, hands Milner back to Thor. And Thor's like, you can wield my hammer. How is that possible? He's like, I don't know. It just seems like a hammer to me. And he's like, but I kind of need it to save my people because I want to protect them. And Thor goes, huh, give me a minute. And like, Goes back to Asgard is like, dad, 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 I met this really cool anteater man who uh, can wield Mjolnir and he needs to protect his people. And his dad's like, great, I don't care. And he's like, could you make me a second hammer that I can give to him? He's like, I can't make another Mjolnir, but I can make Stormbreaker, which is the, which is what Thor now wields in the MCU. Uh, And he's like, yeah, it's going to have an ax on the end and a hammer on the front. Like, is that cool? And he was like, does it have my powers? He's like, absolutely has your powers. He's like, cool. I'll be back later, dad. And like goes through space again, finds him. He's like, hey, here, we're brothers now. And like Thor will call in Beta Ray Bill and like they'll create like full on lightning storms together. And like there's a movie where like he goes to like the planet that Korg is from, like Uh the rock dude. And they're all like attacking Thor and he's losing. And he like calls and they're like a second Thor showed up and like lightning cracks and like beta Ray Bill is standing in the, in the thing. And he's like, brother. And they're like hitting their hammers, like against like two things at once. And like <laughs> full on, like creating like one of them spinning their hammer to create like a uh, tornado. And the other one's like throwing lightning through the tornado and shit. And it's like, I would love, I would absolutely love to get beta Ray Bill because, like, that'd be cool going into the third Thor movie of now Beta Ray Bill is somewhere in the universe. Right, right. That would be that would be pretty freaking neat. That would be pretty freaking neat. Sorry, I have a very big love for Beta Ray, so I go on, like, long I love Beta Ray Bill, That's my mostly word. because you love him, but yeah. But, like, he's just... Yeah. The thing is, is, like, he's just such a pure paladin character. Like, if he was a D&D he'd be, like, the paladin that doesn't understand, like, your oath is not everything. Because, yeah. like, his whole thing is, like... I was designed, he's like a Simic paladin, essentially. Like, he's a Simic hybrid who's like, I was designed to protect my people. That is my only purpose. Because he does not look like his own race. Like, he's, like, weird and, like, modified. Because his his whole thing was like, we built you as our warrior. You were to stand guard. And he's like, cool, that's my job. And so he's just, like, stand guard with, like, and then he finds this hammer that gives him superpowers. He's like, "Can can I keep this? They're like, no, we'll make you one. He's like, cool, yeah, that's fine can I still guard them? I, I just need this hammer now. And they're like, yeah, sure. And he's like, awesome. And like, that's all he does. That's all he does. I love it very much. But yeah, I, I, I think it'd be awesome. Like those are the, I think those are my two. And like, for like a joke, I don't know. There's a lot of silly characters that they could bring in. Oh God. I have to think about it. Cause you kind of threw me a joke character as a curveball, And they've already introduced like, 
Howard the Duck and Cosmo. Because I'd probably say like Cosmo or somebody, but these already in the universe. Yeah. The rabbit would be funny. Essentially, yeah. especially because like Thor calls Rocket a rabbit. Yeah. It'd be funny if we actually got a rabbit. Yeah. It's like, that'd be what funny. are you talking about? I'm I'm the rabbit. Exactly. I think it'd also be interesting if we got like an X-Men that got introduced that way. Just throwing it out there. I Okay, so I but. I just think it'll be hard, like to like with how I guess with how universal Guardians are versus how uh, Earth centered the X Men are. I think that would be a little harder, like especially Some of if them. like yes. However, like I'm thinking, like I I guess that for me is I want to see a more grounded X Men this this while like i want x-men to be more grounded like i want to have them having fun because x-men are the more ridiculous of the mcu at sometimes right like there's been a conversation of like having uh having an x-men uh uh having an uh an x-men sitcom i think that would be very interesting and i want to see things like that that's the only reason i feel like i want to not see that so i x-men possible i would like for them to not be introduced there though yeah i I meant like there's a couple that are like real weird like uh oh god what's his name he's just a bean he's just like a giant green bean dude are you talking about blob herman you could also introduce the twins that had their heads herman yeah there's also yeah. uh, honestly, dude. I have the X Men that I want them to introduce, and it's uh, um, forget me not. Okay, okay. the dude okay. that if you stop looking at him, you forget he exists. Because how funny would it be if, like, let's just say, like, best timeline Eternals introduces the X Gene. We have the X Men, like we know a movie's coming up, and we get through like half of the special, and there's just been like a weird character walking through scenes, and we're like, who is this person? And like halfway through you like they like stop him and they're like, Why are you ruining this? Like we're doing a thing. And it's just like, What? Oh, I've been with you guys the whole time. Do you not remember it? And it like cuts back to like an end game scene, and you see him and he's like peter duck and like quill ducks like the <laughs> shot and, like, and then it like cuts back to like the battle of new york and it's doing like the spin around and he's like there with them in like the battle oh, of new God. york and it's like he's been throughout all of the mcu but it's like we just forgot he was there <laughs> i want to see like that how so great bad. would that be that that would be amazing that that would be the kind of retconning i would fucking love to see right like because like how dude the, the like in Endgame where they're about to jump through time and they all are like doing like the walk moment where they're all like walking in their suits and it's like right. guys I didn't get a suit do I get to go like <laughs> they're like what and then like they all look away and they forget that he's a part of the group <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god or like because like I would love I would absolutely love like because like, there's all those YouTubers who like do things where they like cut themselves in their movies I would absolutely love something like that for the MCU, but it's like official yeah. MCU stuff yeah. where it's like, clearly that like that scene was not paused the way that like it happened, but it's like just cut into like a scene where it's like, Hey guys, I'll take the East sector of like when like caps, like yeah. calling out positions for people. And it's like Hulk smash, like stop them coming down. Like the West block, do this, do this. And he's like, okay, I'll go East. And like, just runs away. And they forget that he's part of the Avengers. Like, <laughs> oh. I think that'd be great. Like, absolutely i would love that very much <sighs> yeah like but i think that's my vote if i got to pick because like i know we don't want the x-men but i think 
the X-Men is going to get introduced before that special even happens. If, uh-huh. if I'm being totally honest. Fair, fair. Uh, because we're no, going to get like, I, I want we're going to be get... introduced. I don't care when I just like, I, I care how is the thing like, that is one that I absolutely want. I like, I love that way. Like just having them retconned in yeah. with forget me not. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I think that's his name. I might be dumb in like saying a different character, but like, Either way, I, I, I would love absolutely vibes. love that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think I think that does it. I think that's that's the show today. I, I think this so. is a good one. This was a good one. It's, it's, it's great talks. Great talks. Holmes, Here's some good topics. Ye. Uh But thank you all for listening. Again, we we love uh, that you enjoy our conversations. You can always hit us up on any of our social medias at NerdCheckPod at wherever your social medias are found, uh, and also. Don't forget about our email, which is also nerdcheckpod um, at gmail.com. You can email us your hot takes. If there is something, also I want to throw this out there. If you have an article that you see or something interesting in the nerd space that you want us to talk about, shoot it over to us. We'll definitely talk about it. We've had a couple of friends do that in our personal lives. But if you see something that you were like, I really want to get their take on this, shoot it over to us. We'd love to see it. Um, and again, we, we're going to do shout outs for people. If you do send us hot takes. So like, let us know, uh, what your hot takes are. If you're like, that's stupid. I want this character. James Gunn better put this character in and I'm not watching this special. I want to hear about it. How about you, Moose? Uh, well, thank you very much for having us. Uh, I've been Moose or the super goat all throughout the internet. Thanks again for uh, coming and hanging out. Make sure to reach out back to us. But uh, until next week. Peace. And I've been Mr. Adup. We'll catch you next week. What about your line? What about your line? What? Wait, what? Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. Give me a second. Give me a second. And I've been Adam or Mr. Adup all over the internet. And don't forget to be the best you that you can be. Have a great week and we'll see you next one.